Hello, Ashley, Nicole. Hey, Taryn. <laughs> You're sipping, hey, Taryn, so Renee. I was like, how can I like draw this out to give me a second? Um, okay, this fact or fiction mm-hmm. um, is actually fascinating. Oh, fascinating. Okay. <laughs> oh, fascinating. Did you know if you took a child's entire circ- circulatory system, so like veins, arteries, capillaries, all that stuff, and if you stretched it and laid it flat, how many miles do you think it would cover? Uh, t- 20. 60,000. What? Isn't that fascinating? What? I don't I even understand never, that. I would have never guessed that. I don't understand that. I wasn't that. even close. Yeah, and then it says, by the time we reach adulthood, our bodies have become home to approximately... 100,000 miles of blood vessels. That's just one of the mind-blowing facts. And it's all wrapped up inside of us? Yeah. I don't get it. I don't quite get it. I don't get it. (laughs) But it's cool. (laughs) Can we, do we fact check this? No, it says it was according to the Franklin Institute, which sounds really official to me. It does sound really official. Okay, okay. This is fact, people. This This is is not fiction. So if you're in science class, if you're questioning us, don't. Biology. Science. Science. Knowledge. (laughs) What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Unsolicited Advice. I'm Ashley. I'm Taryn. And we are here with another episode in the new year. Yeah, we are. A fresh start, some might say. Same-ish us. (laughs) same issues um no it was funny we'll post it on our story but i did a tiktok with it's that sound of the the kid from even stevens uh-huh. being interviewed where he's like i just hope i can totally crack up have you heard that on Shia tiktok no, no no it's the little i think it's even stevens no he's the little brother in lizzie mcguire i think oh i don't know one of those okay but i did that sound to like with text it was like when i re reread my like past oh. <laughs> New Year's Eve resolutions. New Year's, New Year's resolutions. Yeah. We always go, like as a society, we always go too hard. Too too hard. And honestly, I think the problem is too specific. Too like, well, it's also like, let's do a cliche one. I'm gonna go work out every single day. Or I'm like, gonna lose 25 pounds. Yeah. Like let's not dive into that. Let's start a like main a, a doable goal. Yeah. A doable goal is required because I feel like we all beat ourselves up for not hitting these things but it's like it's because it's because you went too big too hard like you gotta yeah and also like you know you know like the um like if I go grocery shopping when I'm hungry Mm -hmm. I'm gonna buy everything everything. when you come into new year's at least me any any like fresh start type of day so like birthday New Year's, that kind of, I love those kind of days. And I feel super inspired and super like amped up to like do something. So it's like if if you make resolutions in that kind of like flow, mm-hmm. I feel like they're going to be so epic yeah. and you need to like be realistic. And some people work well with like, I will work out three times a day or <laughs> three times a day, well, three damn. times a week every whatever and they work well with that but I've found out that I don't and I don't like setting myself up for failure well like I fail enough on the reg like I don't need to do it to myself well it's also a toxic it's a, if we're gonna be let's just dive into it 
let's just get if into it. We're gonna it. dive into this. Let's let's do it. Um, it's a toxic cycle to yeah. to literally say commit to something and, and fail. Is setting mm-hmm. yourself up for failure. I have listened to so many things that is like if you want to become better at something, you have to start small. You have to start yeah. manageable. Don't say I'm going to run five miles a day. Start moving your body every day. Yeah. It doesn't have to be five miles. It could be just walking a lap in the neighborhood. Yeah. But committing to that movement once a day is way more doable than committing to three miles a day. No, for sure. So, like, why why do that to yourself? And you know what's going to happen? This is – I've listened to so many podcasts. I've read so many articles about this. Is you're going to start being proud of yourself and noticing that you committed to that little thing. Yeah. That little thing. Yeah. You, but guess what? You you did it. You did the damn thing. Yep. So then, you know, after a couple of weeks of doing that, you're going to be like, you know what? I think I'm going to – I'm going to do a jog, a light yeah. jog. And then all of a sudden, you're going to start committing to that jog. For sure. And then one day, you're like, I might just, you know, shoot my shot. I'm going to do a mile today. Yeah. And then next thing you know, I'm not saying you're going to be like <laughs> a marathon runner, but like you'll be doing more than – you thought you could for sure. because you have prepped yourself for it. Jumping yeah. in with no kind of like lifeboat <laughs> is not okay. Yeah. And it's only going to set yourself up for failure. So why do that? Yeah. I think like I've started to do more like broad areas. So for me this year, um, the first one is I feel like similar to years before, but I really want to be brave this year. Like I want to be. I want to not let decisions be made because fear is in Mm. the equation. Yeah. So um, I think I hold myself back a lot. Like I'll have all these ideas and I'll be like, oh, I want to take an acting class. But I'm like, I'm scared I'm going to suck and then people are going to think I'm lame. So then I don't do it. So like I want I really want to just work on being brave and Mm -hmm. like stepping through when things scare me. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing. And me and my friend Danielle, we were just talking about this because I think we both are in a similar place. Yeah. I've realized this. I feel like this statement's going to sound weird. I I have always been someone who's like really good at everything, mm-hmm. but I don't push to excel at anything. Jack of all trades, master of none. Yes. So I'm like looking back and I'm like, I miss like practicing for a sport or like rehearsing for dance or like doing things that like challenged me like right now everything in my life I'm doing really well with minimal effort Mm -hmm. and I think that like that is creating that lazy mentality of like I'm scared to risk anything because I don't have to and I'm fine well it's it's like the genius that's passing class by getting C's yeah no, you're li- capable of so- literally my biggest argument with my parents all the time because I wouldn't study, I wouldn't prep, I wouldn't do anything, and then I'd go in and just get like okay grades, and they that used to bother them so much. And now when I look back, I'm like, what formed that mentality? And like, it's just hard because I just pick up things fast, and I can like do whatever in situations. Like I can like fake my way through things. But I'm like, no, I think this year, like, I want to make myself uncomfortable and I want to put enough effort to where, like, I feel a risk if I don't, like, accomplish something, which is scary, but I'm going to be brave. (laughs) I think what it is is it's a confidence and a skill that you do have 
of being able to get through things of doing, being able to multitask and doing multiple things, but it's also a form of laziness of, Oh, I don't want to put in that much effort. Mm. So it's, it's a mixture. It's weird. Cause it's a mixture of having a gift of being able to, to like hustle and like, yes, you can procrastinate because you are able to get stuff done really quick, but that doesn't mean you're, you're doing the best that you possibly yeah, can. Exactly. So, and I mean, I was the same way in high school, so you're not alone. <laughs> I know yeah. everyone listening is like, mm, yeah, me. Uh, same. So, uh, I love that. I think yeah. that's great. That's, that's my focus. What about you? I think something that I would love to focus on is just balance. I think I have so many really good things happening, work, friends, moving out on my own place, even with such a, like a big fun like accomplishment and I think it's hard for me to juggle all of the things evenly yeah like it's it's, I I struggle really hard with with focusing in on one thing fully and it's hard for me to be like oh yeah I should like plants yeah you know like you oh I love my fiddle I'm gonna focus on my fiddle for this is such a weird analogy I'm gonna love on my fiddle for like the longest time and then I'll look back and be like oh my god that one's dying you know like I yeah so I, I want this year I would love to really get into a better flow of just balance and that obviously goes towards everything like even just like food mm-hmm. I would I would love to just like yes I'm gonna splurge on this and then like f- get back into the group over here or yeah, I'm going to I'm going to work out hard, but it doesn't have to be like a hit F45 workout every single day. Yeah. Like that is in retrospect like kind of harming my career because I'm pu- I'm prioritizing that heavy intense workout every single day and now I'm tired, too tired to vlog yeah. or whatever. Um and even the podcast. Like I would love to like focus harder on the podcast. So in multiple ways of my life, I would love to include balance. Yeah. And I think I it's going to come down to like making a schedule, mm-hmm. a very balanced schedule for the week with all of my businesses and all my personal things and just sticking to it. Yeah. No, I love that. But that's, that's great, great for me because I love I love a schedule. Yeah. <laughs> I love a to-do list. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to sitting down and making that. Cool. Wow. That's great. I feel, I feel like these new are very like very positive and I feel like it's like snowballing from areas we've already been trying to work on. Yeah. But it's like just resetting that intentionality of like. 100%. I'm going to focus on this. Yes. Love it. Love it. Little recenteredness. Little recenteredness. <laughs> um, yeah, I love it. Um, well, I. Oh, uh, okay. I have two things to say. Oh, interesting. One, actually, two, two texts from friends that I wanted to share. One of the things, so my friend Penny. She said she her new thing to do is she listens to podcasts at half speed and it helps her fall asleep, which I've never heard of that. But like it's kind of brilliant because it's just like slow talking. And she said she was just she happened to just put our podcast on Mm because she loves our podcast from Monday um, when we were doing the word association thing a few episodes back. (laughs) And she was like. It was so funny listening to it slow. She's like, I'm still dying. But I was just like, that's so funny. So now I want to, I, well, I failed. I should have like screen recorded what it sounded like. <laughs> yeah. Damn. But anyways, <laughs> if, if you're looking for a good laugh, apparently that's the thing to do. Not only do we give advice, but we'll help you sleep. We will help you sleep. Just put us on slow. <laughs> Slow-mo. I'm trying to imagine like two 
I don't know. I think like I think that's why the whole like um, on TikTok that like voice thing is going around, you know, like where everyone's recording in that voice oh, filter. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just funny when like things sound different from like what you would usually expect, you know. Yeah. The other one my friend Tyler sent a text and it's kind of a tearing it up. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we can just like use this as our tearing it up. Unless you, unless you have one you want to use. I mean, I did, but we'll see how funny this is. If it <laughs> makes the cut. No pressure, Tyler. <laughs> okay, he texts me. Taryn, which also I'm just saying that I did not respond at all. So but nah, classic, suck, classic Taryn. <laughs> so sorry. I, I just had this conversation with, again, my friend Danielle because we hung out the other day. And I was like... She mentioned, she's like, well, you don't respond. You don't. And I don't, like, it's so hard because I feel like I've told so many people so many times, but I think in the moment, like, people just don't think about it. When my anxiety is bad, I can't, like, I've, I physically, mentally, emotionally cannot respond. Mm -hmm. So I see the text, and I kind of, like, dialogue in my head, but then I never go back and respond, and it's not intentional, it's not, like... There's no malice behind it. And so I tell my friends all the time, I'm like, double text me. Like, if if I don't respond, just shoot me a text and be like, hello. And chances are, like, I'll respond right away and be like, I'm so sorry because, like, I'm not in that moment anymore. Mm -hmm. But every time, like, I tell people that all the time, I'm like, hey, if I don't respond, I'm either in a meeting or my anxiety is bad. Like, that's what's going on. But yeah. I know. I feel bad. So I'm re-saying it here. <laughs> Anyone's listening? <laughs> okay. He said, Taryn, I'm listening to the October 3rd podcast of Spooktober. <laughs> I know I'm months late, but I just finished the story of the man outside the girl's house who hacked into the security cameras. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a rough that one. That was rough. He said, I'm outside raking up our leaves with headphones on and I'm literally shaking. <laughs> he said, I turn around to catch my breath and my neighbor was standing in our driveway. <laughs> I, I jumped so high and screamed like a little girl. He said, Spooktober messes with me big time. And he said, oh, and that was our first time meeting, too. So great oh, no. first impression. <laughs> the new neighbor's like, bro, my but neighbor's also, weird. Like, he's, Tyler's like, he's super tall. Uh -huh. And... I just can't imagine like this like tall like man raking leaves and he turns and is like, ah! you know what I mean? Just, I picture I, immediately I picture like a Nick Miller new girl scream. Oh my god, of course, or like the Home Alone, yeah, epic scream. Oh um, my gosh, yeah, so good. But I don't know. It was just fun because I I got like both of those texts from friends, and I still I don't know about you, but like I still when friends are like, oh my god, your podcast was so good the other day. I'm like, you listen. That's what I, yeah, I had this moment, uh, well, not just with the podcast, but even with my clothing brand, some, I was saying like, I know it's a good drop when my, when my friends in my real life are like, Hey, this is, I need this. Then I'm like, Oh, that was a, that was a good one. This is a good one. Yeah. Not just like a random person yeah. on socials. Like yeah. my friend is like, Oh, I need this. Well also like. It's, a, it's something about, like, your own friends in real life listening to your content, liking your content, liking yeah. your clothes, like, whatever you're putting out there. When your real friends are like, hey, I'm genuinely loving your podcast, it means a lot. It's different. Yeah, I remember, like, with Parallel, 
I feel like a friend supporting is like, oh, I got a shirt the other day. It was so yeah. cute. But like, I remember there's been a couple of your launches where I'm like, dude, I just bought one of everything. Like, yeah. it's so cute, you know? Yeah. And yeah, no, it just means a lot when it's like, I don't know, like people in your life that you're like, I know you and I think you're super cool. So yeah. the fact that like you listen on your own, yes. like that's cool. Yeah. It's like a way of like gauging. I know there's other podcasts yeah. that you like that no, you yeah. listen to, but you're choosing to listen yes. to mine. That means a lot. Absolutely. And like, I, I'm going to say something also. Oh, the, okay. Um, the, I mean, I was just, you always talk during the podcast, well, Tyler, but you like. <laughs> Tyler was talking about October series. I don't know if you, if you guys listen to the entire October series, then you'll get it. If you didn't, you should stop what you're doing and listen to the full October yeah, series of so last good. year. But there was one where this child, adult now, writing in their story, um, was seeing like an old woman and twins in the closet. Yeah. I, every night since reading that story, have to close my closet door. Oh, seriously? A thousand percent. Oh, Ash. Yeah. Yeah. I like, and it is a lot to do with the fact that I am living alone now. <laughs> well, also but where, where your, your bed now is literally. facing your closet, whereas before, like, it was kind of like you had to go kind around the around. corner. Yeah. yeah. That my, makes sense. The, be the bed positioning, my bedroom positioning specifically is my bed looking at my closet. So every night now I have to close the door. Yeah. And it is my like nighttime routine. And I'm like, I did this to myself. I did, <laughs> I did this. <laughs> Part of my routine, I'm doing skincare. I start brushing my teeth. I walk over. I close my closet I door. Re I remember like halfway through that story, mentally, I was like, and you need to check out. Yeah. Like you need to check out mentally and be much. like, this is not real. I think about it too much. Let it roll off you. Yeah. But it's okay. We have so many months until yeah. the next October series to. <laughs> yeah. We'll be like barely recovered. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. this one was rough. I was like, dude, I'm done. So like, I need a second. It was crazy. I need a second. Um, I feel like that was a great turn it up. No, that was perfect. Okay. That was actually really good. Good job, Ty. <laughs> well done. It. Well done. Well done. Well, should I, since you did the tearing it up. Yes, this never happens. I get to do my story first. Which is funny because you always say it's your favorite thing when you go first because then you can just chill the rest of the episode. Yeah. But then you always want to do the tearing it up. And I feel like it just naturally feels. It, it, it is. Because otherwise it'd be like 30 minutes of me just talking straight. <laughs> true. And nobody wants that. Everybody wants that. This one is titled A Fraternal Love Triangle. Okay, wait. So that means twins in a love triangle? I don't, we shall see. Oh, Joseph. <laughs> Dear Ashley and Taryn, my boyfriend, Brady, and I have been dating for two years. It's mostly a sweet story because we first met in eighth grade at a tiny private school. Cute. We reconnected after college, and it's been such a lovely surprise with him. Since when we were in high school together, we were never interested in each other. <laughs> I feel like that's, you know. That's really cute. And that's normal for high mm -hmm. school, at least for me. I did also, not, like, it's not cute. Some of the, I mean, I was cute my entire life, but like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what we should do? We should make a reel that's like, because I have like my school picture from every year, uh -huh. and then we should do yours too. That's not fair. But no, but no, I'm, you're doing this wait, knowing we're all gonna laugh at yes, my photos. But let me, let me. This is a very honest statement. I'm very. I tell you and Alicia this all the time because you both had a very rough period. We did. We did. I'm genuinely jealous of that because looking back at your old pictures is so funny. Looking at Taryn, it's she looks exactly the same. No, but like if I'm like, oh, look at this picture of me in junior high, you're like, oh, you're cute. 
yours, we laugh for like hours. <laughs> I would much rather have that than mine. Fine, fine. You have to admit we've gotten so much joy out of like yeah. your boy haircut. Oh my god. I it wasn't great, guys. It's cute. It wasn't great. Like mine's like boring. It's boring. I just like am the same <laughs> with a rounder face. Fine. Fine. Do you we'll see do now? It. We'll do okay. It. Okay. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyways, where were we? Never interested in each other. Okay. That was partially because his brother, Cameron, had a huge crush on me that entire time. All three of us were in the same grade. Cameron first asked me out in 10th grade, eight years ago. She adds in parentheses. And I said no. Wait, are they twins? The boys are twins. She hasn't specifically said oh, okay, twins. Okay, okay. She said brothers. I'm assuming twins, but um, we remained friends, and despite various other dates slash invites over the years, I always politely told him I saw him as a friend, and I believed him when he said he respected that. This accumulated in a love letter he sent me four years ago, in which he described this as a Jim and Pam scenario, Oof. with him always relating to Jim immensely. Oof. I wrote him a letter back and thought the message was clear. Two years after that, Brady and I reconnected. From day one, Cameron was always a concern, but I assumed after repeated rejections, he would have gotten over it. Also, please note that Cameron at this time is 25 years old, but I was very wrong. Cameron has created an insane amount of problems for Brady and I these last two years. From spreading lies, turning their mutual friend group against me, having emotional fits, and blowing every possible situation out of proportion. He's done it all. At one point, six months in, we had to have a mediated sit down with their father in which I listed out how I never loved him. He doesn't actually love me. And I don't understand why he feels like, as he called it, he, she adds in quotes, the bro code has been violated. Oof. I have not spent the last two Christmases with my boyfriend's family because of Cameron. Everyone is afraid he will cause a scene and at the worst of times physically hurt himself. He does suffer from depression, and there are other areas of his life, not just this, that seems to play into his mental health problems. Historically, I have bowed out of any social event with with Cameron to keep the peace, but it's been two years and eight years since my first formal rejection of him. I think his friends and family are getting tired of coddling his unjustified emotions, but seemingly no one is willing to put their foot down. I will say, when Cameron is not, a- not around, I have a great amicable time with his friends and family. It's just simply when Cameron is there that things become an epic drama storm. Brady and Cameron have grown up basically as twins and are very close, and Brady is always worried that he will lose Cameron forever. Any advice would be great, Anonymous. Dude. <laughs> right? Dude. Right? This That's is- tough. This is crazy. Especially with the added mental health. Because without that, it would be a a simple, easy matter of talking to his parents and being like, hey, listen, you need to talk to your son and and get him on the same page. But clearly, it's a much more delicate situation. You can't just handle it like that. And it's also, it's tough because it's also, it's it's not fair to her. Like, she did everything right. She never let him on. She never, like... 
she never um, even let him like toy with the idea of being with her. She was very clear from the beginning. She wasn't interested in him. So, and, and she's even been like take bowing out of events and like family gatherings to just to keep everyone happy. So I feel like she's been doing her part really well. No. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I wish like I would have known a little bit more of like what her boyfriend's been doing. Yeah. Cause that's interesting. Cause that's like the sibling dynamic. Yeah. But it's sad. It sounds to me like this guy has fixated on her being like the problem. Like he has a lot of animosity towards her. It sounds like Cameron has created a fictional story in his head where you are his. And, and you're the problem. You are. Well, because didn't it say like he's turned mutual friends against me? Mm-hmm. It, did, it didn't say like against us. It said yeah. me. Well, th- that's what I mean is I, I think in his head – you it's like the whole dibs thing we talked about a while ago like in his head you're his and his yeah. his brother took you from him so that's where the narrative needs to be in in my opinion this isn't your job in my opinion this is between brothers and in my opinion the your boyfriend brady needs to sit cameron down and explain how you're a human who made your choice and that he didn't steal you that you've been very clear from the beginning you know like that's I feel like you did your part it sounds like the family slash brother of Cameron need to like sit him down and explain to him how he doesn't own you and you were never he's 25 like that's that's where I think it's much deeper than yeah and I I get being scared (sighs) but I get because I had a few guys that I was absolutely in love with and like everyone knew and I remember like one specific guy like he was my first like I was like I actually think I'm in love with this guy Mm -hmm. and one of my friends ended up dating him Mm -hmm. and I remember feeling so incredibly like betrayed and just heartbroken and that, like how could she do that knowing like how much I loved him and like all this stuff. I was like super young. I was going to say, but at what age? But even at that age, I was able to, I still internally threw up every time I saw them together. Right. <laughs> but I never was like mean to them. I mean, me and her, our friendship kind of dwindled, but that was more just like, I was like, I just don't want to be around it a ton. Mm-hmm. But I never like... I never was, like, rude or I never, like, was, like, well, I'm still going to try to get him back because I liked him first. Like, it was, like, I mourned it and then I moved on. So that's why I think it's, like, very clear some something about you he's, like, imprinted on. Yeah. And it's it's – I don't think it necessarily at this point is even you. I think you are just the face of a much deeper demon he's trying to, like, battle. Yeah. If I – if I were in your shoes, and again, this isn't your, this isn't your, I don't, I don't even think it's right for you to necessarily take the lead on this. I think your, your boyfriend Brady needs to do it. But I think, I, I think it's, it's very, I agree with Taryn. Something much deeper is going on and you're just the face of it. It has nothing to do with you necessarily. It has everything to do with him, his emotions, feeling hurt, maybe feeling rejected. It is hard to be rejected. Um, but I, I do think the family needs to sit him down and make it clear, like, you've been dating for Two years. A couple years now. Like, that's a long time for you to, for want, you guys to have to put up with that and to yeah. tiptoe around his feelings. He is a grown man. 
And I think he needs to be talked, treated like a grown man and told that he can't, like, it's very vindictive what he's doing, causing drama, turning yeah. friends against you. That's very, uh, I don't want to say evil, but that's like, like kind of maniacal in, in strategizing against you guys. And I think the family needs to call him out on it because it's unacceptable. I'm I'm just very curious because I know that there's sometimes is a sibling dy- dynamic of comparison, mm-hmm. and I think especially with with boys, I don't think that they're taught well to express emotion or like you know like if a guy were to be like I'm just jealous of my brother he gets everything I want you would be like oh my god like toughen up right like I don't think society has done a good job of letting like men express emotions like that whereas girls like that's a normal thing to be like oh you're prettier than me I'm sad like whatever you know Mm -hmm. so I'm I'm just curious if there maybe is like an under underlining issue of him feeling superior to his brother and like that's amplifying it of like not only is he happy in a relationship but he's with this girl that I've put my best foot forward I've pursued I've like loved for this many years and not only does she not feel the same but she chose him instead Mm -hmm. like so I think there's a lot of there's a lot of depth to this situation that again is not your fault at all but I think that that's just very present. And I think if I were you, I would make sure that you continue to remind yourself this has not, even though I'm the face of this, this has nothing to do with me. Yeah. Um, and it's just hard because I feel like you can choose different avenues. Like I, I totally could see the path of being like, hey, this is my life too. I'm not going to keep tiptoeing around. If I want to go to a party, you're just going to have to like suck it up and deal with it. Mm-hmm. Or like, I think I lean towards and and I do have like ugh, my stupid empathy is like too strong for my <laughs> for my own good. But for me, if I saw him struggling with like mental health, I think I would be a little bit like, you know what? My relationship is fine if I don't get to go to a party or if I need to like work on like pouring into a separate group of friends that's not a part of you like for the time being, then that's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. And hoping that once he finds someone and he starts to actually like progress in other areas of life that eventually we're going to get to a point where we're good. Yeah. But I think for me, I'd be like, I just don't want to keep putting myself around this like, like attack. And I also like, don't want to be a part of like you going downhill. So I'm just going to like create space. I'll come around. If stuff starts to flare up, I'll be like, hey, babe, like, I'll see you later. Like, let's meet up after the party. Like, I think that would be just me personally. I'm not telling you to do this. Me personally, I feel like that's kind of like the route I would take. Mm -hmm. But again, I don't know because I'm not like in that situation. Right. I will say dating for two years does give you a say, I think. Mm -hmm. No, you're not in the family legally, but like you've been around and you've paid your dues. And I think you do have a place in this situation to to state your feelings and I do think it would be obviously Christmas has already passed but I would sit down with your boyfriend and your mom and just be like I want family events like this next year I want things to go smooth for us I want to have a good time and be involved in family things and I want Cameron to have a good time and be involved in things does that 
look like us showing up for maybe a little bit and leaving early? Does that mean we come early to things, hang out, and then when Cameron comes, leave? Yeah. Do we talk to Cameron and say, hey, you need to get over this? Like, let her, let them live, let them be happy together? Or do you do you think, like, ask his mom, do you think it would help if I, like you, Anonymous, sat down with Cameron and just said, hey, like, like I you're one of my favorite people and I want to be able to spend time with you and get to know you better as, you know, my boyfriend's brother. Um, but you're making this really hard. Would love to see what I can do. Like, I don't, there's different, like Taryn said, there's different ways to handle this. And I think between your boyfriend and his, their mom, like you'll be able to figure out like, should you have a conversation with him? Should the mom have a conversation with him? Should the whole family like sit down with him and tell him to knock it off? Yeah. But I do think two years is long enough to where your, your opinion is valid and your feelings should be heard and you shouldn't have to hide at every family event. Yeah. I think, I think I would probably, because I, because I had a relationship with Cameron, if I'm like putting myself in her shoes, right? I think I would sit and I relationship would, friendship. A friend, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, a, I was yeah. just clarifying for you. Yeah. Um, I think I would sit him down and I would let myself be very emotional and vulnerable. And I would just be straight to the point. I'd be like, okay, I am very sorry that this didn't work out the way you wanted. I'm sorry that I've been involved in hurting you. That was never my intention. And I'm sorry that you feel the way that you do. I really genuinely am. But I'm at a point where I don't know what you want me to do. Like, do you genuinely want me to just never come around? Would that make you happy? Like, do you want me to, like, not speak to you? Are you going to keep treating me like this? Because you're making my life miserable. And if that's your goal, congratulations. But, like, I want to be at a place where I have a relationship with you. And I'm at a loss of, like, I don't know what to do. So please tell me, like, what do you want from me? Yeah, and, and I feel like making it clear that your emotions aren't your fault. Like, just because you don't love him back doesn't mean you're intentionally hurting him. It's it's just how it is. No, but, yeah, and I think coming if you come at a place like that of just showing, like, vulnerability, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm at a loss. Like, it would be interesting, like, his response to that. And then, and then I would also be like, okay, so if we can't come to an agreement, here's the deal. I'm going to keep coming to things. If you don't want to see me and you don't want to come, that's your choice. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you are coming, and that's where the family needs to step in and the brother needs to step in. Yeah. If you are going to choose to come and be around knowing I'm here, you have to be respectful. Like you can't do digs. You can't be talking bad about me. You can't have blow up. So either don't show up or we take turns not showing up. But when we are together, like this behavior can't continue. It's ridiculous. Like it's ridiculous. So I feel like once you've had that like exchange and then, then boundaries need to be drawn Mm -hmm. and other people need to help enforce them. Yeah. Specifically. It's family. The family. (laughs) Like if my brother started acting a certain way towards trying to think there was one guy that I was talking to that he didn't like uh-huh. and he was very very obvious that he didn't like him mm-hmm. like would ignore him like whatever and I remember I finally got to a point where I was like hey I get you don't like what decisions I'm making right now but I need you to understand that like I'm making I'm doing the best I can right now with what's going on yeah um and that's my 
family. Yeah, and I was like, I love your opinion. Tell me your opinion. Yeah. You don't have to like him. You don't have to be best friends. But if he says hi to you, you need to say hi back. Like, yeah. it's just, it's it's awkward. It's yeah. weird. And so, like, we had that, and he still hated him. Like, but there was, like, this mutual just, like, you I'm have to respect him. Yeah. And if, if like, Brett acted up, I would have... I would have probably in the moment addressed it and been like, okay, this is weird. We're going to go ahead and take off. And then separately I would have re- reached out to Brett because that's my sibling. Mm-hmm. So if my sibling is affecting someone I'm dating, it's my job to step in. Yeah. So then I would step in and be like, hey, like what? Like that can't happen anymore. Like yeah. that can't happen, which I don't think Brett would ever like push that line. But like I'm, I'm using this as an example of like if if I felt like someone I loved – was being treated badly by a family member, as family, that's your job. That's your blood. You step in. And you know what? Maybe because you guys haven't, it seems like from what I'm reading, haven't had that one-on-one conversation between you, Anonymous, and Cameron, maybe that would kind of help him realize, like, you are trying to do your part, and he needs to do his. Like, the only reason this isn't working is because of him. Yeah. Maybe that would give him an opportunity to be like, okay, I guess this is all on me now. She's apologized. She's made it clear that, that you know, not loves me, but, like, she cares for me. Um, and obviously she loves my brother. This isn't going to change. I'm going to stop. Like, maybe that'll give him yeah. the it's opportunity to step up. Because she said they had to have, like, a mediated conversation. Yes. So I'm assuming it's very volatile. Like, it I'm I'm assuming like he's not a level-headed person. So I don't know. I'm always a fan of, like, I always – even if I'm being mistreated, I'll give one more final attempt. Yeah. So maybe that's writing a letter and just very clearly giving out everything like you have to say as one more and being very clear like this has been two years and it's been very hard, but like I just want to give one more olive branch of like I would love to make this work. I would love to be able to sit with you and talk with you about what would make you comfortable, mm-hmm. what would make me comfortable. Um but moving forward, like, if we can't come to an agreement, if we can at least just agree on, like, mutual respect, like, yeah. that's all I'm asking for. So maybe even that, like, you send that off, and then from there, you wash your hands of it, and you just do what's best for you and your boyfriend, Oh, you 100%. Know? I'm also going to say one more thing. If for some reason, like, you have this whole conversation with him, the family sits him down, and it's still not working, in the end, you've been in this family with the, your boyfriend for two years. You deserve a happy holidays you deserve a happy like birthdays your boyfriend should have his family around I would just accept the fact that you guys are going to have to work a little harder to see your family and do separate things and that's not there's so many people that can't go around their family because of like toxic relationships or just think of like divorced families exactly two birthdays is fine maybe you can throw a birthday party where you can invite some of the family members primarily like his closest family members obviously not his brother and then some of his friends and then he can have his own birthday party with his family but at least you're getting to spend that those precious moments with them together and I would just make that part of your routine for the foreseeable future like Christmases New Year's Thanksgivings like you can just throw your own a couple days early or a couple days after and that can be it like one final attempt and then mourn the loss of like the normal family in-laws relationship you thought you were going to have and create a new one yeah like move forward with so many people have have different types of relationships with their families and have to do stuff like this and it's a it's a bummer because it's clearly based off of this one guy and it's really frustrating but at the same time like you can go at you can go ahead and plan around this and you'll be okay I think it's just a matter of of 
of giving it one last shot and then accepting it. Yeah, and maybe like the family, like if if it gets to a point where you're like, okay, if you can't agree to be around us and be respectful, we're just gonna have to take shifts. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. come to the beginning, I come to the end of things. Yeah. Maybe the family, like once they start seeing how complicated it's all getting and like I'm sure like their mom is gonna be like, oh, I wish Cameron was here right now because we're yeah. doing this and or like, or I vice know. versa. Like if the beginning they're like, oh, I wish so and so was here. Like whatever it is. Maybe the family seeing like how incredibly complicated everything's got. Yeah. Maybe that'll like motivate them to step in and be like, hey, yeah, deal with it. Like it's so common. I also. get that. Well, also mental health, you have to be mental health, you can't you can't justify saying you need to get over this. Because if you if you severely are in a mental health episode, it doesn't rationale doesn't matter. Like, like I can if I'm depressed about something or I'm going through anxiety, you telling me like, why are you anxious about that? It's gonna be fine. That does nothing. It probably will push me further, right? Yeah. Like just in general. So if if it's if it's a severe mental health issue, they need to step in on getting him help mm-hmm. and drawing boundaries of like, hey, I'm I we get you're going through this, but like this is the expected behavior moving forward. And if if we can't if you can't do this, then we're going to have to create some separation, like whatever. But but that that's something like his family needs to step in and support him if he is really in like a severe mental health break. Like they need to get him help because that's much bigger than just the situation going on. Yeah. But if he's in like a stable place and is just causing problems because he's like throwing a fit, then it's handled differently. So I feel like that's a massive factor that needs to be weeded out before like figuring out what to do next yeah 100 percent. i think a lot of families tend to be desensitized to the issues within their family just because they're used to it they've seen it for years and years so they're probably just like oh it's just cameron being cameron and they're not seeing it as detrimental as it is on you because they're so used to it yeah so i highly recommend you do that one last olive branch of of putting forth effort to make it work and if it's a no-go you tried your best. Mm-hmm. You all did. Um, I would leave family matters to family matters because technically you're not in the family yet. Like, let them deal with that. Yeah, take advantage of the yeah. I'm, I'm Enjoy the girlfriend, Enjoy that not while you can. Yeah. And then start throwing your own things. And just being very clear that you're doing this so that your boyfriend can enjoy family peacefully. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Gosh. But thank you for writing in. That is such a specific situation that I, I don't feel like anyone has ever written in before. Um, it's a movie. That is that is a wow. whole movie. That is a whole. Honestly, send that in. <laughs> send that. Picture in. story. At least you can get rich off of that. Like, is a hallmark yeah. movie waiting to happen. No, yeah. literally. Um. Yeah. Wow. I'm sending all the all the prayers and vibes for that one because that's a heavy. It's you know it's funny. I um, and again, I don't I don't know how severe. Like she said in passing, like his mental health and harming himself. So I don't, I don't know the severity of his. So, but it reminded me of I saw a TikTok the other day of like a doctor, and he was talking about um, specifically like he had a patient come in that had severe autism, mm-hmm. and the patient ended up attacking him because he like freaked out about something, Oof. and his caregiver was like his aunt or something, and she stepped in between them to physically try to help restrain. And so 
afterwards, the doctor was talking to her and was like, I am so sorry, like, because obviously, like, it was, like, a a larger, like, male, Mm -hmm. and she was, like, smaller, so he was, like, worried about her getting hurt. And she looked at him and was like, oh, my gosh, don't worry. This is, like, what I deal with on the daily. And the doctor was, like, emotional because he was like, you know, I have a hard patient, and they leave, but, like, this caregiver, like, that's her normal life. And I think a lot of times with – And this is very, this is like on topic, but off topic. But a lot of times like family members or like people in the lives of people who have severe mental health or I mean, even like in that case, like a developmental delay or some or whatever it is, right? Like it affects so many people. And I think, I think sometimes people just get exhausted and want to check out. But like, if you have someone in your family who's struggling with certain things, like it weighs heavy on you too. And so it's like this is obviously a much like lessened version of like what I was talking about. But I'm but it's just I would be interested to see if the family has just gotten to a place where they're just exhausted and if he just like casually has to like throw these fits and be in mediated conversations to like do whatever and is going and turning people against people. Like I wonder if they're just at a place where they just like don't have the fight left in them. And so it's easier for them to just, like, step back because they're just exhausted, you know? Yeah. And and although it's easy to come in and be like, this is ridiculous. Why is no one standing up for me? Like, why is no one, like, pushing forward? I think in life in general, I think you're more successful if you can step back and think about what everyone else is, like, going through. And if his mental health is that severe – I would I would be curious to know if the family is just exhausted, you know? And so for me, if I walked in and I saw that and was like, okay, they're not not stepping in because they're like lazier, they don't like me enough. They just like don't have the fight in them right now. Then for me, that would help me to be like, okay, then like I'm going to do what's best for me in this situation and not try to rely on them or be offended if they don't step in, you know? Yeah. But but that's why it's like that's such a crucial part to the story. Yeah. Um, it's a very messy situation. Yeah. Um, and I'm so sorry, but thank you for writing in. And I feel like do your last, your last little effort and then focus on you and your boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. It's all you can do. There's tons of people who have to create their own families and their mm-hmm. own separate traditions. It's very common, unfortunately. I feel like it could be fun. It could be fun for you guys. Like, oh, we get to celebrate uh, New Year's. Just us. And like Let's I said, do something w- fun and special. I would be super curious, like say like for Christmas, um, like I know that's past, but like say for Christmas, like if you guys were to just be like, you know what? It's okay. I see how this is stressful for everyone. We got a cabin in Big Bear and we're just going to go mm-hmm. spend a few days up there. Yeah. Like, I hope you have so much fun. Have fun, sent, bye. Sent presents. We send a selfie of us at Big Bear, like Merry Christmas. And like, I would just be so curious how that would start to snowball things because like oh they are having to celebrate because well and Cameron like I would hope he'd sit there and be like okay like if there's no one to fight with yeah like I wonder if in the moment he'd be like they're not here because of me they're not there and I feel bad or like seeing how it affects the family if he'd be like dang like this needs to get figured out also if his 
the parents, probably mom would be like, I'm not, I'd like my kids not I'm here. Sure like, she'd blah, blah, blah. be a mess. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just interesting. Like, I wonder if like throwing just a random wrench in mm-hmm. would be enough to like start to inspire change, but Absolutely. I don't know. You've got this baby girl. It's a movie. It's Sell a your movie. story. But also, can you please like update us? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I would love to know what happens. I want to know how the holidays went. Mm-hmm. Send us an update. Well, uh, you know it was an enticing story when we spent <laughs> the entire episode talking about it. The whole episode talking about it. There yeah. was just so much to unpack there. Yes. Um, but wow. What a dramatic, twisted twists and turns and ups and downs story um but yeah that's why we love doing what we do yes we love you all um we're sending send in more messy all the love send in more messy family stuff yeah we love the messy family. yeah we love unpacking it it's great yeah but also like (laughs) i genuinely am sending love to everyone who's dealing with families i know i'm like i don't want you to think like we're just like thriving off of it but also like it's just it's interesting to unpack such a packed story when i say yeah when i say we love unpacking it i don't mean i'm thriving over here yeah <laughs> to be clear no, they know. i just they know us Ash. it's like they a puzzle us. and i like trying to figure out like yeah. how to fix it that's what no I mean. but they know us and they know i mean we're so vocal about just mental health and health in general like mm-hmm. whether it's physical emotional mentally whatever so um obviously like I know during the holidays, like, just, like I was talking about, like, that TikTok just fazed me because I'm like, there are so many families out there that are just exhausted trying to take care of their people the best they can. So we obviously are sending all the love and positivity, but also this specific situation, we're just rooting for you that that it gets worked out. Yeah. 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 Um, Should we end it with a dad joke? Duh. I got one prepped and ready. Lovely. (laughs) Okay. These are, I got two, like, fitnessy ones for you, Ash. Okay. Okay. Why was the farmer arrested at the gym? Um, track, something with a tractor. <laughs> because he was destroying his, his calves. <laughs> yep. There you go. What did the bodybuilder say when he opened his tub of protein powder? Swole. What? Swole? Sure. sure. Protein makes you swole. He said, no way. Ah, uh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Guys, you already know the drill. If you made it to the dad joke, we love you the mostest. Uh, send in all the family drama. Send in all the funny stories. Send in everything. We have a yeah, new year. Of all the fun content coming your way. And I wouldn't be here without you guys. We love you all. And we'll talk to you soon. Love you. Bye. Bye.